Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, live stream church services, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and his teaching in Psalm 91 about how to find peace in troubled times. We need the God of hope so desperately right now. And I want to remind you also that we've put out the 40 days of prayer. And every day at noon, I've been asking you to set an alarm and pray either individually or with your family, if that's possible, or whomever you may be with. And if you're solo right now, just look to the Lord. And uh, we have several things to think about there. Repent and restore and revive and rejoice and relax. And there's scriptures that you can meditate on that will help uh, navigate your prayer. And if ever we needed to pray, brothers and sisters, it's now. Um, This world, our country, um, thinking about just the situation that we're in right now, um, we need to come back to God. And I believe that God is using this time to call many back home And one of my prayers is that he'll call our country back home. So speaking of prayer, before we jump into the word, I hope you've got Psalm 91 in front of you. If you have your Bible or device in front of you, I'm going to read the psalm. Let's read it and then we'll pray and we'll pray over our country and the world and everything that's going on. This song hopefully will be medicine for your soul. Psalm 91. I'm going to read the entire psalm. We'll pray and then we'll break it down. The psalmist writes, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence, verse 4. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence, verse 6, that stalks in darkness, or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, verse 14, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Father, we are here before you on this great Lord's Day, coming uh, before your holy throne, your throne of grace, Jesus, that you invite us to to find help in time of need. And there is maybe more need than many of us have ever seen in our lifetime in this day. Need for healing, need for repentance, need for restoration. Father, I want to ask that you would forgive this world, our nation, 
for the ways in which we've taken so many blessings for granted, for the, the ways in which we thought maybe we even deserved our prosperity. I know that in times of prosperity, Israel had a tendency to forget you, and we can forget you often with the busyness of life and the things that can crowd you out. And now so many things have been stripped away, and this is such a great time to say, Lord God, if, if those things were getting in the way of putting you first, if I have left my first love, oh God, I want to come back. I want to come back to that place where you are my first love, your kingdom and your glory. The only thing that, was, that will really last, the only thing that is really sure in this world and the world to come is you and your kingdom. And I can find hope and rest in you. And I pray that as we study this Psalm 91, that you would be honored. I pray that any of us who have hesitated in sharing the good news of the gospel or in any way been ashamed of the gospel would repent of that as well. That we would not be ashamed of the heritage of this country, the founding principles, but really the bedrock of all society. All hope is found in Christ. All other ground, as we said last time, is sinking sand. So Lord, would you be honored? Would you draw all people to yourself? Would every person who watches this, whether it's right now or in the days to come, turn their hearts toward you and help me, Lord, to do the same? In Jesus' name I pray, and all God's people said, amen. Finding peace in troubled times. You may notice that the uh, top of the psalm, there's no author listed, and we don't know who the author of this psalm is, nor do we really know the time frame of the psalm, but we have some educated speculation. Some say that because Psalm 90 was authored by Moses, that Psalm 91 is also by the pen of Moses. We don't know that for sure, but there's been some conjecture that if you had a psalm before that had a named author, perhaps if it was unnamed in the next psalm, it might be the same author just carrying forward. We're not sure. We can't be dogmatic on that. But it may well be Moses, and there are some who have looked at this psalm and the content and references of the psalm and believe that it may reflect the wilderness wanderings of the people of Israel and some of the protection uh, promises that they were given. Uh, many also believe, or at least some believe, that this uh, psalm's setting is the night of the Passover, when God had made a distinction between Egypt and Israel, between the people of Egypt who were not under the blood, if you will, and the people of Israel in Goshen who had the blood on their doors. And when the plagues came in like a flood, one after the other, then the final plague of the death of the firstborn, it did not touch the people of Israel because they were under the blood. And there is under the blood of the Lamb, and there is a precedent here, a thing to connect in your thinking that moves all the way to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, Jesus. And it's this, that those of us who are in Christ, those of us who are under the blood, those of us who have been justified by faith through God's grace, well, what we have is promises that will take us all the way into eternity. And so we don't have to fear. Psalm 91 uh, is, a, is a precious psalm, and it's a psalm that you could say can be applied to every generation. Uh, the whole collection says Spurgeon 
of psalms, there is not a more cheering psalm. A German theologian was wont to speak, says Spurgeon, of it as the best preservative in time of cholera or time of disease. And in truth, it is a heavenly medicine against plague and pest. He can live in its spirit. He who can live in its spirit will be fearless, close quote. I was listening to Dr. Sinclair Ferguson, and he was talking about Psalm 91, and he said these words, The healthy fear of the Lord can squash all other fears in your life. Hear that again. The healthy fear of the Lord, because we know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you have a fear of the Lord, that fear, that healthy fear of God, that reverential awe of God can squash all your other fears. And you may be afraid right now. We're we're all having times when maybe we're waking up in the middle of the night. Maybe we're thinking about all the what ifs and all the unanswered questions. Some of you have lost your job. You've been laid off. There's questions about your company. And some of you are thinking about, man, how do I pay my bills? We want to reiterate that the church is here to pray for you and be here for you. And I want to thank you for those of you who have written notes of encouragement and those of you who continue to faithfully give to this ministry. We're in this together. And even though this is a strange time and and we're not together, uh, we are together. We're one body with one heart. And I do want to say that I do miss you and I love you. I miss your beautiful smiling faces, and I know I speak on behalf of the staff and uh, the pastors and elders that they would say the same. There are many that believe that Psalm 91 is a messianic psalm, where Psalm 90 was kind of a psalm of death. And if you've uh, studied that psalm before, you can just go back and just look at a few of the verses. Look at verse 10. It says, as for the day, Psalm 90, verse 10 of our life, they contain 70 years, or if due strength, 80 years. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, and for soon uh, it is gone and we fly away. Psalm 90, verse 11. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? So teach us, says Moses, to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. As I studied this passage, uh, some of the commentators were saying that if you think about the life of Moses, Moses watched a ton of people die in the wilderness. Moses didn't even enter the promised land, and the generation that were 20 and up all were laid low in the wilderness. You can look at 1 Corinthians 10, verses 6 through 13. They were all laid low. So Moses saw a lot of people die. A lot of his friends, there were a lot of funerals, there were a lot of times of mourning. And not even Moses entered in the promised land. Of that generation, 20 and above, only Joshua and Caleb, two men that the Bible says on several occasions were the ones that followed the Lord fully. And some have said that if you really want to appreciate Psalm 91, if you want to find that secret place under the shadow, the wings of the Most High, it's found in those who follow the Lord fully. The peace that this psalm talks about. The protection, if you will is found for those who follow the Lord fully. So I want to encourage you that this is something that I've been thinking about in my own personal walk is how closely have I been following the Lord? Now this has driven me to get as close as I can. And 
And sometimes I don't feel like I'm in that secret place, just like you. I don't feel like maybe I'm as close as I should be. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. As you know, the coronavirus pandemic has forced local and state governments to make some regulations to keep people safe. That means Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk-In Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. Many churches are having to face the same shutdown to abide by social distancing regulations. If your church isn't able to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com. Click on church. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Of that generation 20 and above, only Joshua and Caleb, two men that the Bible says on several occasions were the ones that followed the Lord fully. And some have said that if you really want to appreciate Psalm 91, if you want to find that secret place under the shadow, the wings of the Most High, it's found in those who follow the Lord fully. The peace that this psalm talks about, the protection, if you will, is found for those who follow the Lord fully. So I want to encourage you that this is something that I've been thinking about in my own personal walk is how closely have I been following the Lord? You know, this has driven me to get as close as I can. And, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm in that secret place just like you. I don't feel like maybe I'm as close as I should be. But this psalm describes the peace and comfort of that person who's found that refuge in the Lord. One more thing before we jump in. This is a psalm we should be praying over one another, over the churches in the Inland Empire, and for that matter, the whole United States, praying over our families. And I want to encourage you to spend some time praying Psalm 91 over people that you love and ask the Lord to apply it to them. The psalm begins this way. He who dwells in the secret place or in the shelter, the secret place is in the New King James and King James in the shelter or secret place of the Most High will abide. That word means lodge or rest, NIV, or find rest, NLT, New Living, in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells or abides. This speaks of a place that you decide to live. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. The word abide means to stay close. So if you think about it, this is where we find this place of refuge when we stay close to the Lord. It is the, the uh, shelter. This word shelter speaks of a, a place of safety. If you think of a shelter, maybe if it was hailing or raining hard or something of that nature, maybe some inclement weather, you'd find a place of shelter. This is the shelter of Shaddai or El Shaddai, literally. It's the shelter of the Almighty, the most powerful one. It is the shelter of the Most High. When the Bible uses the idea of the Most High, it is saying that God is most high above, of course, everything that's created, but He's most high above all other gods. You can see that in several of the Psalms. 
He is the Most High God. And when Israel got in trouble in their days of prosperity and their days of idolatry, when they forgot about God, they went and worshipped false gods with a small g on high places. And they found what we might call false shelters or pseudo-shelters. They, they all of a sudden got intoxicated with the idols of the nations around them, something that God warned them about. And they would go and burn incense on the high places, and they would, they would try to find blessings and refuge in false gods. See, this shelter that we're talking about in Psalm 91, verse 1, is the shelter of the Most High God, the true and the living God. It is the shadow of the Almighty. It is the shadow of El Shaddai. No other place can provide what this is saying. No other God, because all the gods of the nations are idols. Only the true God can give you this shadow. For a nation that was, if the wilderness wanderings are the setting for the psalm, in the ancient world, if it was a hot day, especially if you were in the hot desert, a shadow could be life-giving. Many of us maybe can remember times when we were at a park or a ball game, and uh, it was 95 or 100 degrees, or sometimes 105, 110 in Corona. And everybody was fighting for that little place of shade under a tree. Well, this is how a, a place of a shadow or shade can really be life-saving. And that's, that's the message here. The shadow of the Almighty can be life-saving. It can be medicinal. In Psalm 90, uh, Moses said, Lord, verse 1, you have been a dwelling place, our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, or thou did give birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. We used to sing a chorus song back in the day that said, you have been a shelter, O Lord, to every generation, to every generation. But in order to find that place of shelter, you've got to seek it. It's not an automatic. If you're going to find that place underneath the shadow or the shelter of El Shaddai, you've got to go there. You've got to make a move. You've got to find that place. This is a place of strategic comfort. It's a place of peace. In John 16, Jesus said, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. There's such a thing as a pseudo-peace, a circumstantial peace, a peace that will not last, a peace that is connected to false gods, the created thing rather than the creator, as Romans 1 says. And it's time that we ran back to a true shelter, a shelter that can really provide what we need from the storm. In Psalm 78, it says of the people of Israel that they provoked God with their high places, Psalm 78, 58 through 60, and aroused his jealousy with their graven images. When God heard, he was filled with wrath and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he abandoned the dwelling place at Shiloh, the tent which he had pitched among men. And then I want you to look at Psalm 96 for a second, just to kind of reinforce this point that we need the true shelter and not false ones. It says in Psalm 96, verse 5, 
for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Notice the contrast. In verse 4, it says, For great is the Lord, greatly to, to be praised. He is to be feared above, notice, all gods. Splendor and majesty, verse 6, Psalm 96, are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the, to the, Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering. Come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. It is God alone, if you turn back to Psalm 91, who can give us this place of rest. I think of Martha and Mary in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. Remember that Martha was running around and and when Jesus spoke to her after she said, Lord, tell my sister to come and help me. He said, he said, Martha, you're worried and, and frazzled, loose translation, about so many things. But Mary has found the most important thing. That place, if you will, at the feet of El Shaddai, at the feet of the Savior. And Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and drinking in his word. And we can see the contrast between a Martha and Mary under the same roof. The same Jesus is there. Mary had chosen the better part. Martha was still frazzled and worried about so many things. And I know that this is a tough time. But Mary had made a decision amidst it all to find her shelter at the feet of Jesus Christ. This is where you're going to find true hope. And this is a place where I would ask you, if you feel like you've left your true first love, and you can read Revelation 2, 1 through 5, get back to his feet. It's just one simple step, really. Get your Bible before you put on some praise music and find that place of refuge. You're listening to Finding Peace in Troubled Times, part one on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91. So how are you feeling right now with all the news about coronavirus? How are you handling being at home more often? Or perhaps not seeing family, friends, or a church family? This whole thing can bring worry and stress and fear. But Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team would love to pray for you. Just tell us how we can. You can email us when you visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. You'll see a red banner at the top of the homepage. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. John chapters 13 through 18 are really the capturing of the last 24 hours of Jesus' earthly life and ministry. Of course, he would resurrect, but the night before he was to die on the cross for the world, for you and me, for the disciples, he gave what's called the Upper Room Discourse, and he said a couple, uh, so many amazing things, but a couple that I want to share with you uh, right now as it relates to our time. And he said this about peace. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. John 14, 27. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Now, Jesus said that to a group of people who were fearful because it was the night before he was going to die. He was saying some hard and perplexing things. I'm going to go away. I'm going to be betrayed. Um, They needed his peace. And I want you to hear that. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. There's such a thing as pseudo peace, such a thing as circumstantial peace. 
But Jesus gives a peace that passes understanding, a peace that is his peace. It's something that he alone can give to you and me. This is how you and I find peace in troubled times. We don't have a pseudo peace, a circumstantial peace. We have a peace from God. It's a peace that he gives. It's a peace that comes only from him. And that's how you and I can find peace in a pandemic. That's how you and I can find peace in troubled times. So I want to encourage you to uh, continue to study the Word of God, maybe even spend some time in John 14, and especially in verse 27, as you think about the words and the peace of Jesus. I want to remind you that tonight we are doing a service, and we're going to focus on the Passover, how the Passover points to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's tonight at 7 p.m. Live stream with us on our YouTube channel. Just search Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Look for the red logo with the pillars. You can uh, make sure that you subscribe, click on the bell, and you'll get updates there and share it with as many as you can tonight, 7 p.m. This Friday, Good Friday, we're going to be doing a service at 6 p.m., focusing on the sacrificial death of that Passover lamb, Jesus. And of course, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Resurrection Sunday. And we're praying that Resurrection Sunday will have a significant impact, not only on our spiritual lives, but it would ring out around the world in desperate need of the resurrection hope of Jesus. And we pray that many will turn their lives over to him. So click and subscribe our YouTube channel today. Look for the red logo with the pillars, and we will catch you next time on Walk in Truth. God bless you. Come back tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91 about finding peace in troubled times. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during a time of hardship.